0: Welcome to the Self-Consciousness Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Way, a.k.a. DJ Shadow Work. I hope you enjoy this episode today because, um, talk about artistic license, talk about creative license. Um, I'm like, this is like the mixtape of podcasts, um, and I'm going to play around with this as a child of the 80s. As a child of MTV, I'm a big fan of (laughs) mixtapes. I'm a big fan of montage. In fact, when I went to school for TV production, my teacher, one teacher in particular, hated that about me. I was all about the montage with a nice song underneath. Thank you, MTV. Thank you, Real World. Thank you for showing me my true path. Anyway, I'm so happy that you're joining me today because uh, today's episode is going to be about shadow work. And uh, montage is just one of those things <laughs> that helps communicate a felt sense for me. Um, it activates memories and it also helps me explore inner parts of myself. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about two specific works um one film one movie and one tv series netflix series so if you have not watched these and you're intending to i'm just letting you know this is a spoiler alert because i will be talking about it and the first movie is uh russian doll the second season of netflix but i'm also making a reference to season one so if you haven't watched it and you still want to don't listen to this as much as it pains me. And, um, and I also am going to be talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. So if you're still wanting to see that movie uh, and you don't want to know anything, again, please pause. Um, so what I love about these two examples of uh, American media... Is that they both explore a lot of similar themes that I talk about that I'm passionate about, um, and that I do for a living. And both uh, both works, they explore timeline jumping, relationships with our loved ones, relationships with our mother, being the mother, shadow work, um, power, free will, past lives, present powers, inner child work. So many things um, that, of course, I was just like so excited, so excited about. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and um, coming along for the ride means a lot to me. So I thank you so much. And um, yeah, enjoy. Hey, how have you been doing? um, what did I want to say? I don't know. What did I want to say? I was trying to do this whole, like, I'm not going to script it. But then I realized if I don't make notes or if I don't make some kind of formal structure for this thing, I'm going to forget the things I wanted to say. And, um, and I'm going to kind of gloss over things that I, you know, um, or I could sort of try to be in a channeling state, but I, on to be honest, I haven't been in a channeling state in fucking months (laughs) at this point doesn't feel like it um it does in certain aspects certain respects I should say but it would be more of a felt kind of a thing so um yeah it's been it's been interesting it's been an interesting ride one of the things I've been doing um hence the term this is going to be an episode about shadow work um obviously there's a DJ Shadow from the 90s for those of us olds uh, and um, so that's my play on words just in case you didn't get it. Um, you know and again like I said I'm, I'm a fan of the mixtape <laughs> especially when it comes to kind of um, communicating things and how my mind works and, and how I experience life. So I have been listening to like an interesting mix of music. Um, it's, you know, like, I I think I got like a feeling in my head and I was like, I remember there was a lot of songs that all kind of gave me the same sort of feeling So I decided to kind of go and find them. So what I do usually for this process is I will look and I'll let, you know, the Spotify algorithm kind of sell me and give me back what I'm choosing. Um, and I will find a bunch of songs, and then and then that'll start like this big process of like unearthing all these songs that I had forgotten about. Um, you know, I have like binders of CDs and and like audio tapes. Like I don't, you know, I and that's where a lot of my memory is so there's a lot of things that I've been able to kind of find but then there's also like you know on on you know Apple Music or Spotify or whatever or Amazon Music um, I've been able to find all that but you know like I remember Napster (laughs) you know but there's what I've also realized is there's a lot of music that I do have that I haven't been able to find online at all one of them is for example is this opening song that I used for this podcast episode it's It's by a band called Music, um, and it's like a weird, I don't even know how to describe it. It's probably some kind of like, I'm just not even going to go there. I'm writing it down in the show notes, you'll see. (laughs) But the name of the song is Fiascope, and I haven't been able to find it online, and it's been in my head. And I'm like, so if it doesn't exist online digitally, did the tree even fall in the woods? (laughs) You know, I'm like... Where, where is everything that that's been recorded that did not like has does not have a current digital life? So um, so it's been a little bit of like this excavating, this kind of looking back, this unearthing. You know, it, it can go along with your themes of like spring cleaning and, and all those things. but I've been doing this process for a couple of months now, especially in terms of like looking at old papers of mine, uh, going through old files, things like that. So, as the DJ of my own life, um, you know, I wanted to talk to you about shadow work. So, um, one of the ways that I do shadow work is to kind of make these kinds of mixes, right? Um, you know, and, and it kind of points me in the direction of some of my frozen pieces, I guess, some of my frozen ages.
1: Always oh, something there to remind me. The Again.
0: And I knew with this particular selection of music that there was like something in this range. So this is one of the tools that I use. I just kind of allowed it to come through um, in terms of like my brain remembering certain songs. And then I kind of, you know, I tried to be ultra conscious of like any movements in my body, any tingles, any temperature changes for when I listened to each one. I also was paying attention to like images that came up. And again, this is like fun for me. So, you know, when we're working on ourselves, we are trying to identify the source of whatever is Um, Now, the old terminology that I used to use was like, whatever's blocking you, whatever's in the way of your true self and bringing in your abundance and like all that kind of language. But I, I, I really prefer not to use that kind of language anymore. Although I'm sure, again, as I always do, I will, I'll move back into doing it. It's just that this is sort of like a fun way to sort of have these things or, or, Um, particular pieces of media that you've learned in your formative years as a sort of like radar detector for underground treasures. So using the charge from whatever hearing these songs sparks just to do a little sort of initial work really like observing what comes up be it memories feelings or even like random pulses in my body images. Um, And I'm still learning various methods of excavating, right? Um, You know, I see excavating a lot in terms of shadow work because I just like that phrase. Um, And right now I'm enrolled in the energy body clearing class from the last Mask Center for Shamanic Healing, which is the second part of the energy body mastery class. Um, you know, and, and, and I'm learning such useful things here, but, you know, I'm also finding that methods come through naturally when, uh, you least expect it. So a lot of times for me, it happens when I'm working with clients. Like I'll see a, a sort of journey that they should be taking or a place they should be going. Um, you know, I, I think it's important to create room for these methods, So that you can complete whatever cycle is looking to complete within yourself. So for me, um, I'm looking for what is trying to complete within myself. Whether it's, you know, stuff coming up, stuff that's making me feel triggered, whatever circuit wants to be closed. So there's no further expulsion of energy. Um, And I hope you understand what I mean by that. So like, so it can actually circulate and cycle through as the life force energy because its life force energy has to constantly move. And what what happens when it can't cycle through is we come across the inner void, the block. And, and this is just how I see things. So when we work with a practitioner or a guide, when we do journeying or when we approach these voids or blocks, um, we go into them in a sense. We jump right in. So what does shadow work mean? I think of shadow work as officially, the intense, energetic, emotional, and psychological excavation of the subconscious through infinite amounts of methods practices and techniques the shadow in psychology refers to an unconscious aspect and yes i'm totally reading from wikipedia um, of the personality that the conscious ego does not identify in itself or the entirety of the unconscious that is everything of which a person is not fully conscious in short the shadow is the unknown side so carl jung is famous for discussing the shadow, and the Jungian shadow can include everything outside the light of consciousness and may be positive or negative. Because one tends to reject or remain ignorant of the least desirable aspects of one's personality, the shadow is perceived to be largely negative. There are, however, positive aspects that may also remain hidden in one's shadow, especially in people with low self-esteem, anxiety, and false beliefs. Everyone carries a shadow, Jung wrote, and the less it is embodied in the individual's conscious life, the blacker and denser it is. Now, I'm just going to pause in reading that because this is why I get images of it sort of being a dark space inside of you and the energy in there gets expelled, um, almost like punctured, like impaled out of you. So this is how I've I've talked about this before this is sort of the images that I get when talking about fragmented self or shadow self Jung stated the shadow to be the unknown dark side of the personality according to Jung the shadow in being instinctive and irrational is prone to psychological projection. In which a perceived personal inferiority is recognized as a perceived moral deficiency in someone else see becomes an inversion Jung writes that if these projections remain hidden the projection making factor which is the shadow archetype then has a free hand and can realize its object if it has one or bring about some other situation characteristic of its power these projections insulate and delude individuals by acting as a constantly thickening veil of illusion between the ego and the real world. So it's kind of uh, seems to be fitting in this time and place. Um, and again, I think of shadow work as the excavation of the subconscious. And I actually learned uh, today that um, Carl Jung originally wanted to be an archaeologist. There's a pretty popular interview with him from 1959 on from a show on the BBC called Face to Face, where he explains that he originally wanted to be an archaeologist or an e- Egyptologist or something of that sort, he said, but he didn't have the money because the study was too expensive. I thought that was fascinating. Um, there was also an interesting segment where the interviewer asked him about the possibility of World War III. Um, I found it fascinating, but you know, let me hand it over to the doctor himself.
2: We are so full of apprehensions fears that one doesn't know exactly to what it points one thing is sure a great change of our psychological attitude is imminent we need more understanding of human nature because the only real danger that exists is man himself he is the great danger And we are pitifully unaware of it. We know nothing of man, far too little. His psyche should be studied, because we are the origin of all coming evil.
0: It feels pretty damn relevant. And there's another interesting clip, of course, that I loved.
2: You know, there are these uh, peculiar faculties of the psyche that it isn't entirely confined to, to space and time. You can have dreams or visions of the future. You can see round corners and such things. Only ignorance denies these, these facts. These are it's quite evident that they do exist and have existed always.
0: Only ignorance denies these facts. wee <laughs> To take from Andy Murphy. Oh, yeah so in the spirit of inner archaeological digging or shadow work we can use music and of course we can use films and other visual narrative works narrative to reflect these kinds of themes um and i do want to point out an, a fabulous episode of chronic gals their show uh on episode 74 the title of their episode, which I loved, is Outlander as a Tool for Our Own Trauma Healing. I'm going to include the link to that because I fucking love that they did that. And it just makes sense. It's a really fun... It's like using Google as a divination tool. So I watched some stories recently, I I dug up some narratives um, through watching other narratives. And you know... The movie, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and the second season of Russian Doll on Netflix, as I said earlier, um, these two movies just touch on so much, so much that I find exhilarating. So, um, but what I want to say is while watching the latter, Russian Doll on Netflix, um, it hit me. Shadow work is time travel. Coincidentally, we had so many time travel movies in the 80s. Such a weird thing. I remember thinking in the 80s that everything felt like the 50s. And then I was like, so the 90s will feel like the 60s. And I guess it was just really more aesthetic, but there was definitely these like recurring themes. I mean, you know, but let's talk about dark stuff. Shadow stuff. I mean, the movies of my youth taught us to fear the dark side and darkness is like not something to be sought out unless you're comfortable with the construct of evil and the fear that it will drag you down and hold on to you and keep you Who wants to explore the dark? Who wants to go deep inside to the stuff that hurt? Why would we ever choose shadow work when we are hurting? Honestly, you should never force shadow work on yourself, especially if you're not feeling great. I really wanna make sure that you understand that disclaimer. There's a lot of pressure out there in the spiritual field. You should never, I'll say it one more time, never force shadow work on yourself. You only wanna be ready to address the thing when the thing arises. And if the thing needs to arise, it arises. It'll arise in certain situations and you know ways that you didn't expect. And when it pokes out that little signal, when we understand it as such, then we excavate. But if you're feeling pain or pressure, it's just really important that you give yourself space. You don't want to re-traumatize yourself. You don't want to pick at the scab. Your space has to come from anything that can cushion y- you from being imbalanced. And not in a, you know, not away from being imbalanced, but, but what's going to help make space so that you can be balanced? So And recognizing anything that's taking from your energy. I've done a lot of journeying with the help of guides and shamanic practitioners. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But every single time I am fascinated by how much shows up and and how what shows up almost always surprises me. Um a lot of times it's issues I forgot about and as I'm getting older doing this work I'm recognizing that the issues that are coming up now, I sort of remembered, but I had minimized. I had minimized the importance inside of me, but there is actually like little parts inside of me that wanted to um, bring it to my attention. And that's, and then hence the trigger. And again, that's where the music comes in. It literally brings me back. Um, we want the charge, we want the electricity of what the issue is when it happens, as it happens. Um, But the music can help sort of bring that along, again, assuming I'm not in a space of pain, I'm really just kind of feeling nostalgic, Um, but it activates parts of me that haven't been activated in many years. So, So in Russian Doll Season 2, again, spoiler alert, so instead of dying over and over, we find Nadia about to turn 40 and finding herself time traveling or at least her consciousness traveling back to two points in time and into the bodies of two specific people, her mother and her grandmother. I love everything about this movie and it's it's not hard to understand since I rarely see Jewish redheads as the lead exploring the Ashkenazi experience Um, I mean, it's just filled with ancestral healing, inner child work, and sometimes literally. Not to mention the fact that I fucking love the writing, the direction, the cinematography, the costume design, the acting, and the fucking soundtrack. Holy shit. These are things I appreciate very, very much. I used to push that aside and, and count that as superficial, but... In this day and age, I don't think uh, anyone's pointing at any and anyone's accusing anyone else of being superficial. I think it's just taken for granted that that's encouraged. But for me, it's about appreciating the art of something, the beauty and the expression of something, and I was fucking blown away. So shadow work in this scenario, the way I'm referring to it is the inner child work. And I realized that Every time we engage with this pale essence, this these ghosts inside of our lost selves or, you know, like, again, the other words, fragments, inner selves, shadows. I think of it like when parts of your body fall asleep because you've cut off the blood flow. Sometimes, uh, and, and it's like all numb, right? Because you just haven't paid attention to that part. It's been cut off. Sometimes this can feel like calcifying, really being stuck in one place. And when you're doing this work, you get all kinds of images when you're really digging into your sort of inner world. Um, I've gotten, actually just this morning, I got an image of cement. Um, In the past, I've gotten images of like a huge knot that needs to be untangled. But if we think about it like time travel, it really adds an interesting layer to the whole process and i think this is why i like making personal history mixtapes i guess it it helps again like turn on my brain senses electrify and and turn on the parts of myself trapped in an age in a time a lot of the songs you know have a bit of a pulse that 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 i find inside of myself that hasn't been lit up in a long time Am I saying the same? I feel like I've said the same thing over and over. It's very, very possible. Um, But when I say, again, things hit me, I I do mean in a felt sense. So for me, this can mean anything from like a dropping feeling in my stomach. Um, It can be a tightness in my chest. It can be tiny pulses in my muscles. Sometimes I'll cough. Um, and, and for me in particular, it's a lot of times images. Um, it's my body expressing or locating an energy. So it locates this energy because we have constellations inside of us. The physical manifestation being the biological systems and networks of the body. We are the physical manifestation of the constellations we are inside of us, of the cosmos. There's the energetic component. The energetic component, in addition to the physical manifestation, is the vortices, the chakras that interact with one another and the environment and other people. And our experiences are located within. And I've been asking myself. And it's funny because it actually, Carl Jung talks about it in that interview, but he actually contradicts himself towards the end. But I was asking myself anyway, before I saw the interview, are we our experiences? And I think we are. In the way that like we are also what we eat, which nourishes the physical manifestation. So I don't know, I I guess I pose that to you. Do you think we are our experiences or do we create them? Do we create distance between the experiences and ourselves? You know, I think it's maybe it's both. I think it's a spectrum possibly. And if we're not conscious, we do end up allowing our own energy to kind of be consumed or taken out. And you know, almost going back to that idea of projection, being a consumer, I mean, listen to any one of on my my podcasts, especially I reject, if you want to listen to that one. Being a consumer allows one's energy to be consumed. We magnetize what we are. How we exchange energy when we're not in balance will only bring about the inverse. So if we are this constellation, then it's easy to understand the fact that we are multidimensional. Wouldn't that make sense? That The entire cosmos exists inside of us. Again, our physical manifestation being indicative of the underlying state of energy. That energy is multidimensional and plugged into everything, everywhere, all at once. And that brings us to... Everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh my God, I love this movie for so many reasons. So many reasons. But one of the biggest was the concept of accessing skill sets from your other selves in the multiverse. I know this doesn't really have to do with shadow work, but in a way, in the first definition of that sort of consciousness, this is the light and the dark. But accessing skill sets from your other selves in the multiverse... So this is like one of my favorite things about what I've studied and practiced, which is this idea of accessing past lives to draw in whatever you have perfected. Again, I've done this kind of work with guides, shamanic practitioners, or even just with the help of a trusty oracle deck or two, but, but accessing all the parts of oneself feels like another beautiful example of this. So both works deal with the importance of our relationships, and especially the mother-daughter relationship. And as a daughter and the mother of one, I fucking bawled during everything, everywhere, all at once. There is an amazing scene between Michelle Yeoh and the character she plays, Evelyn Wang, and her daughter. And um, oh my god, just bring a box of tissues. Just the fact that these works exist make me feel better about the world. The power of an individual to turn inward in order to break cycles. This is a fabulous message to be spread right now in the world. The power of an individual to come to terms with truth, to come to terms with reality and their place in it. There's truth in our shadows. The shadows are the black holes of our inner space, our microcosmic orbits. And it can be overwhelming and it can be confusing. But as long as we can anchor into the earth, we learn how to be okay with everything. So putting the time and attention into the exploration of our inner constellations really unlocks the light and the energy from the life force that was expelled and exists in its own state and time, disconnected from our own. It reanimates us. It re-sensitizes us. It brings back so much energy when you recover these pieces of yourself you learn a new perspective there's there's so many perspectives inside of you there's so much frozen time inside of you there's so many potentials inside of you one of the other things in everything everywhere all at once was that Evelyn you know was one of like I forget how many I want to say thousands of Evelyn's across the multiverse the main one in the movie who co-owns a laundromat with her husband they say that she's like the biggest failure of all of them but because she is you know she didn't accomplish anything in that life she had the potential to accomplish everything and that's why she was the most powerful version (laughs) How awesome. Try thinking about that when you feel utterly useless (laughs) and utterly stuck. Remember, the more sort of low or dark you feel, the more potential there is for you to build and create something great, for you to have perspective um, as we explore these kinds of polarities. And the other thing to remember is we're not solely relying on the mind. We're not solely relying on memory. Um, In fact, doing shadow work or any kind of locating of self parts or fragmented self parts within your inner landscape. Again, that's a phrase used by Last Mask Center. Identifying these pieces and bringing them back in feels very different than discovering a memory. Um, it's an energetic quality that is returned to you. It's a power that's returned to you when, you when you bring back these parts of self. And you become more filled with the light potential that your soul is, with the blueprint that your soul is.
1: Hey.
0: I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. This episode, by the way, is number 50. So if you've been listening since the beginning, I appreciate you. And if you're newer, I thank you for uh, handing over your attention and time. If you have any questions about shadow work or what that means for you, you can find me at jenniferway.com. Set up a session, set up a call. You can set up a free call. Just get in touch. I'm more than happy to walk you through and to show you how to do it yourself. It doesn't have to be scary and it doesn't have to be forced. This is DJ Shadow Work signing off. (laughs) Thank you for coming on this journey